This is episode 81 of the Michael Mars Show. Got a great episode for you today. I'm joined by Devin Newberry, a beach volleyball athlete at UCLA, all Pac-12 first team. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining me. It's an honor to have you on. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, I actually got a bunch of questions lined up and I figured we'd start at the beginning of your volleyball career. Uh, placed yeah. fourth at the 2018 Youth Olympic Games and placed fourth at the Beach uh, Volleyball World Championships. Uh, kind of tell us like what that was like and what it was like getting the chance to play in Argentina at the Youth Olympics. Yeah, so it first started off, well, funny is my partner was Lindsay Sparks at the time who ended up was at UCLA with me now. So we ended up being partners again, which is great. But um, so we started off in Cuba and we got um, second in Cuba, which placed us into the world championships and into the youth Olympics. And so the world championships was in China and it was just, you're thrown into like a completely different environment. It was like 110 degrees every day. The sand was like 175 on the sand. And it was just the coolest experience I thought I would ever experience. It was just like every athlete was from all over the country with a different backstory and different languages, but like you became so close and then mm -hmm. after we did um, the world champs in China, we went to Argentina for like two or three weeks. And that was unreal. It was set up I, like exactly like an Olympics. So we each had our own village and there was a whole dining hall and all these different little venues you could go to. And then the crowd there was amazing. We actually got the chance to play Argentina. And so I've never seen that many people at a beach volleyball event before. It was, it was nuts. That's sick. So how'd you get connected with Lindsay? Like, did you know her like through youth volleyball and everything like that? Or like, how'd that happen? Yeah. So I've been playing, um, I was in the USA pipeline since I was like 14 years old, which is basically, you're just part of the national team every summer. And then we kind of heard about each other through then, but one time her partner canceled out on her for a random tournament when I was 13 and she's a year older. So she was 14 and she just asked me to play in a tournament. And I was like, oh my gosh, like she was an idol on the beach. I mean, it was just like really? when I got a DM. Yeah. She was known for like, she was just always a winner and she always just made people a better player. So I was stoked when she DM'd me. Yeah. And then, yeah, we ended up playing in like a event that was supposed to be for people like three years older. And so we went on and played that event and we got second. And then we decided to play in a couple AVPs over summer since it was going well. And we were the youngest team as a pair, like ages combined to qualify for um, an AVP. So we kept qualifying over summer and then, yeah, we ended up at UCLA together. That's sick. So uh, what was like Olympic Village like for you? Like, what are some things that kind of stand out from, from the whole village? Yeah, it was like, Gosh, it was like, became a routine. So I actually, me and Lindsay lived with, um, they had apartment buildings for everybody. So the Team USA building, you would get paired up with um, two girls from a different sport. And so we ended up being paired with wrestlers or boxers and then um, got to know them. And you got to kind of like enjoy the camaraderie of the, like the Olympic sport and being part of Team USA. And then there was an opening ceremony and that was just, you marched like, all over Argentina and then there was like a final like Olympic ring like it was set up identical and it just like that was the reason like I knew right then and there that I wanted to play beach volleyball for the rest of my life just because I want to go to events like that as much as I can usually you would only play once a day and it would alternate so it was you'd play one day rest the next play the next which is kind of how the Olympics is set up for beach volleyball mm -hmm. so it was really nice because we got to give our bodies a break but it ended up 
beach volleyball was one of the only sports at the Olympic games to start at the very first day and end on the last day. So it was, it, you were playing the whole time. It was exhausting, but, um, it was really nice to have like the day breaks and stuff. Yeah. And that's cool that you guys are now teammates at UCLA. Yeah. We actually were partners together. Um, my sophomore year of college, which was really cool. She just, um, she had a, a big knee injury this past season. So she wasn't able to compete, but mm -hmm. yeah, we were partners and it was so great to like re reunite and be back. So for people that don't know, like for beach volleyball, um, so you have one partner and, um, yeah. do you, do you like stick with that one partner throughout the season or do you kind of cycle depending on who your opponent is? Yeah. So for college beach volleyball, you are paired up with one partner. It can be, it's kind of 50, 50 with like your coaches putting you with the partner, but then you also have a lot of input, whether you guys are working well, will be good for the team. And so you're put with your partner. And if you guys are doing well, for the most part, everybody sticks with their partner throughout the season, but there's always some funky things with like injuries or some people are just aren't meshing together the way we want them to. And then they get separated. Mm. And you're from Santa Monica, California. So you're born and raised in California, uh, was playing at UCLA, UCLA, like always a dream of yours. Yeah, I was, um, I actually was a big indoor player when I was younger. So I knew right away that if I was going to play beach volleyball, it was only UCLA, but the choice for me was, do I want to only play beach or do I want to go play indoor somewhere? So once it came down to the line, I just, I knew I want to play at UCLA. I grew up going to all the games and like a yeah. huge fan of all the players. And so I knew it. So you had offers for both indoor and beach. Correct. Yeah. So what was that process like, like kind of choosing, um, like which one you wanted to do? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think with indoor, I had like, I knew that that wasn't going to be like after I knew if I chose to play indoor, I wasn't going to play indoor after college. Mm -hmm. I'm not tall enough. And I just didn't know where it would take me, but I knew that if I played beach, that I would have like a pretty good shot of going pro after. And I just playing in these international events, like just made it so clear to me, like this was my only choice. I think I got back from, I got back from one of my trips, my sophomore year or we got, we qualified in my sophomore year, which is when I committed to UCLA. And right after that, I was like, Oh, I'm only doing beach. And then I called Stein up and I was just, who's our coach. And I was just like, Oh yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. So you grew up uh, like supporting UCLA. So you had already kind of been like familiar with the facilities and everything like that. Yeah, kind of. I didn't get like the, I knew like the poly pavilion, which is like our main, like where the indoor games, basketball games are played, but I'd never been like behind the scenes of like I, our training facilities or the beach courts, like I just hadn't seen all that yet. So when I went on my tour there, it was just an extra perk. Yeah. So since you've been there, like, what are some of your favorite things about being an athlete at UCLA? I think that the culture that like UCLA has developed over time is just like, it's not comparable to other schools. It's just once, if you're an athlete at UCLA, you know, everybody, like you're close to everybody. The resources you have are unbelievable. I mean, they treat you like like gold, but you're not only an athlete to them. They care about every sense of who you are as a person. Like there's always an on-call therapist. If you ever need help, there's always like academic support. If you need support within like for your body or nutrition, like there is just anything you could think of, like you need help with, there's always something that they've thought of and they're putting through for you. Played volleyball for Marymount high school and USA beach national team yeah. recorded over a thousand kills throughout your career and in indoor for your high school. Uh, like what age did volleyball become like a big staple of your life? Yeah, I think it started when I was like, I mean, I first started playing indoor volleyball when I was nine and 10. And then 
I kind of picked up on that. I was pretty good at it. Like coaches, like my, I remember when I was 10 and I remember my head coach being like, oh my gosh, like the 12s, the 12s team was walking in. They were like, oh my gosh, you got to watch this girl. I was like, oh my gosh. And then I was playing (laughs) soccer at the time. And I just, I didn't feel the connection that I felt with volleyball that I did with soccer. So I kind of knew at one point I was just going to have to pick one and go with it. And so I picked volleyball and it was just the best decision. I mean, I'm such a people person and I love to connect with people. And so when you're kind of like thrown into a, when you pick one world, so I, when I just picked volleyball, it's like the whole community kind of like loved up on me just because I was finally like embracing it. And like, I just love the culture volleyball has. Yeah. And you, I heard you or read, you also played um, for the LA beach club team. Do you play like, do you literally play like like those people tanning and people swimming and stuff and the court is just like on the sand right there yeah it's crazy like you'll you'll see beach training nowadays and it's like I just had a training the other day in Hermosa and it was like it's like 12 to 2 o'clock and it's like Saturday and everyone else is outside like tanning and eating food and like hanging out but like you look over and there's girls just killing themselves on the beach court just to try and get like that one percent better <laughs> yeah so you have a lot of people that um I guess are like walking by and just like stop and end up watching the game yeah a lot of the time we actually um a group of us went out to play at the Jonathan Club which is just like a local beach club around here and the entire time it was Labor Day weekend or Memorial Day weekend so everyone was just sitting there just like watching went up to us after with like tons of questions and just like praising it was really cool yeah, what would you say is your favorite beach to play on in California? I would say Manhattan Beach. I um, have a lot of good memories there. And I feel like that's that's where I trained for my whole USA before I was going to all my trips. And it's just, that place has a lot of good memories for me. And it's just like, it's gorgeous. Deep sand too. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, what's like the best crowd you would say you've played in front of? Yeah, I'd say that Argentina crowd. I... Um, there's two crowds, I would say the Argentina crowd, because even though they were rooting against us, it was like, you could feel like the energy and it was, it was so worth it just to see everyone like come out and support their country and their home team. Mm-hmm. There was like, I want to say six or 7,000 people in the stands. And mm-hmm. then I played in, um, one of the AVPs, I played against one of the home teams or like the, they, this a higher ranked team than me. So they were supposed to win and it was a really, really close match. And so it was all kind of coming down to the nitty gritty and like everyone was circled around our court. And it was, that was really cool just cause like everyone's cheering for everyone. They're just cheering for good volleyball. So, and being so young playing against older women, it was just, it's a cool experience to have. Yeah. I, I know like you're dialed in when you're playing, but can you kind of like um, differentiate the crowds from like an international crowd? I guess like feistiness, or I guess you could say or whatever, or just like, you know, a bunch of random people watching in LA. Like, do you kind of yeah. notice that? Yeah, totally. I mean, you can see like the difference between there's some competitions, even in um, the United States where it'll be like, you have a rowdier crowd. Maybe you're playing against opponents who have rowdier fans and like, you'll get chirped at like no tomorrow. But with the international crowd, it wasn't, that's what was interesting. I think that's why it didn't hurt that they were cheering against me is they were just cheering for good, good volleyball. And like when their team would do good, they would cheer. It wasn't like, um, anything like offensive or rude towards us. It was just like cheering for good stuff. Mm. And and at UCLA, like when you're not playing volleyball, like what are some things you like to do, I guess, like, or like events you like to go to or other sports you support and stuff like that? Yeah, I'm obsessed with our men's and women's volleyball team. So I try and get that a lot. And I've recently 
recently found a really like um, a new obsession with our baseball team and our softball team. They're like, they just finished their like world series tournaments and they are just so fun to watch. And especially the softball team. I mean, they're just, they're such a huge program and you don't see a lot of women's sports getting like that much um, fans and coverage. And so it's really exciting to watch women go on the court and just like represent us all. I've done the whole like LA lifestyle of just like dinner places and going out and stuff like that. And that was really fun. And, um, but now that I'm in college, I feel like I'm getting more of the college experience by staying in Westwood mm-hmm. and I love it here. Nice. And I was, uh, I just visited LA for the first time, like two summers ago. I absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. And I would say like the food was like some of the best parts. So oh, yeah. like, what's, what's a few underground restaurants that you would say are like fire? I would say, well, if you haven't been to fat Sal's in Westwood, that's really underrated. I mean, everybody, every person who goes to UCLA has it, but nobody else really knows about it. It's like this sandwich place and it puts the craziest things on your sandwich. It's like mozzarella sticks, fried chicken, like French fries, like everything you could think of, they have it. And that place is really, really good. Nice. And a lot of my audience is from the East coast because I'm on the East coast. I got to ask for someone who's lived in California their entire life. What do you rate in and out? I just had this conversation this morning with someone who doesn't live here. Actually, I we weirdly never have in and out, even though it's five minutes away from me. And mm-hmm. I think it's because it's five minutes away. But when I'm coming back from a trip, I rated a 10 out of 10. But when it's just okay. a random Tuesday night, I would give it like a, like a seven. Okay. So do you yeah. see like when, when people, I guess, like on your team or just visitors or anything like that, do you have them try in and out? Are you like, Hey, like you got to try it if you're going to come to the West coast. Yeah, I tell anybody who hasn't had it, I try to tell them because your first time having in and out is just spectacular and you'll never get sick of it for a little bit. And then once you're kind of used to it, like it kind of goes away and then then it just becomes a normal burger. But for your first couple of times, it's going to be one of the best things you've ever had. Yeah, that was, I think, like the first thing I did as soon as I landed in L.A. I got an Uber and went to like the nearest in and out. Yeah, that was pretty good. I mean, like yeah. I, I kind of liked it. I mean, I think like have you ever had five guys or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I put it up there with five guys. I'd say. Oh, for sure. For sure. I love their sauce. Their animal sauce is like crazy. Yeah. You got to get it with like yeah. the animal style. If you're going to do it, if you're going to do yeah. it, you might as well do it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, another question that I have, and this is kind of a random one, but yeah. uh, since you play on the California beaches all the time and you're from Santa Monica, like the pier is not too far away. Do you have any stories of like cool street performers or anything like that? People that you've seen like super talented people. Cause that was one thing that I noticed when I was walking the pier, there was just so many like talented people out there, like doing their thing. Oh yeah. We used to practice um, right near the pier on Santa Monica or ocean park over season when our courts were being built. Um, and there's just like, well, what I like best about that environment isn't even about the street performers. It's about what everyone's doing on the beach. You'll mm-hmm. see like groups of like 20 people and some people are training and they're doing this weird, like um, they're tugging these machines across the entire beach and you'll watch them do that. But then you look like five feet away and there's another like 20 people who are having like a family reunion who hasn't seen each other in a while. So yeah. it's a cool environment. And then there's also um, another underground place is there's like a taco um, little stand on like two, maybe like two streets over from Santa Monica. And it is the best underrated taco place ever. And they're like a dollar each. And we used really? to go there for every practice. Yeah. Oh, you know, someone did, somebody did just walk up. We were um, outside of breakfast the other day and somebody ran up just like begging, 
like usually like you'll see a lot of people just like asking for money or asking something for change, fair change. But he wanted a MacBook and a TV. Okay. And so he sat there Shoot like negotiating shot. with us. Oh yeah. He was like, he had a full like presentation ready of like why we should buy him a MacBook and a TV. <laughs> and it was a pretty good presentation. I didn't have mon- enough money on me, but it was a good one. What was he saying? He was just like running through his reasonings of why he needs um, a MacBook and like how he wants to start this, like he wants to start a business and how he's going to do it with the MacBook. And then he also needs the TV to stay up with current events and like stuff like that. Okay. Do you also notice like a whole lot of, uh, I guess you could say like influencers or entertainers, like kids running around the beaches and just LA in general, like trying to. Yeah. I was at dinner, um, last Monday night and I saw like Bryce Hall and all those like TikTokers just like sitting next to us at dinner. (laughs) Yeah. I guess you're used to it at this point though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um, now back to volleyball, like what would you say the next five years look like for you? Like, do you want to keep playing volleyball after school, like go international or, or what are you thinking? Mm -hmm. So on actually next Wednesday, I'm getting surgery on my shoulder. And so after surgery, I'll be out for like a six six month period. So I'll get back for the rest of the season. And then I actually have an extra year because of COVID. So I'll be here for two more years, even though I'm a junior. And then after season, I'm going to give myself like two years to see if I can progress and continue playing at the level that I want to play at. And after two years, if it doesn't work out, I probably will stop. But if it keeps, if I'm doing well, which I'm really hoping I will, but if it goes as well as I think it should, then I could see myself in five years, just continuing to play on the pro volleyball team. And I really want to do the USA national team and then hopefully the Olympics. Nice. And, um, I saw that you're a four time, like all academic team. Is there like any, like other passions that you have, like other careers that like, you know, like way down the line, like when you're completed playing volleyball that you'd like potentially like to get into? Yeah, absolutely. For a while, I wanted to be a nurse. And that was in my first two years of college. So I was a physiological science major. And then with my schedule, I just was not able to keep up with the classes because we were traveling all the time and my exams were in person and there, you can't make a lot of time for it. So I kind of just decided to not do that major anymore. And I just want to, I've always wanted to teach. So I'm really hoping that I can at some point be a second grade teacher once volleyball is over. That's just what I've always wanted to do. So then, you got like second grade for a reason? Yeah, I've run through like every single grade in my head of like what it would work and whatnot. And I think second grade is just perfect fit for me. <laughs> I th- yeah, I mean, I say like, yeah, because like once you get to like middle school, then they start like, you know, getting like, I don't know, they can get kind of aggressive. And once you get to high school, there's oh, just totally. so many kids that just don't care. Totally. And I think that I like love little kids. And so I was always between like kindergarten, first grade or second grade. And I don't want to teach kindergartners like um like words I never was interested in that and then first grade's like still learning a lot of the language but by second grade you've picked up a fair amount and I didn't want to do third grade because it's like multiplication and fractions and that's hard to teach so I've got it all figured out so like in a perfect world would you like to be a teacher in California or would you like to go across the country or like where would you like to do it yeah I don't want to live in California after I'm done with college or after I'm done with my in Uh, beach career just because I've lived here my whole life so I want to give myself like a two-year span of just like going somewhere crazy in the United States and just adjusting to it yeah do you travel a lot like not like outside of volleyball like do you travel yeah I you I mean when I can I do but a lot of my traveling is volleyball we travel like maybe like 10 times a year for volleyball yeah so like what are some places you think you'd like to live in after your career yeah, I um I just went to New York over 
um, Christmas break. And that was like an amazing place, but I think it's a little too crowded for me. So my sister lives in Chicago and I visited her there and I loved Chicago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going, I'm going to Chicago for the first time in October. So it's like a, it's like an underscaled New York. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I've heard. I mean, I'm I'm excited for it, but, um, Hey, uh, thank you very much for doing this podcast. I appreciate, appreciate you coming on and uh, everyone scroll down below, follow Devin on social media, uh, Instagram at dev Newberry. I'll have a link below in the description. Uh, any other like websites or things you'd like to shout out? Uh, no, that's really it. Just my Instagram. (laughs) Cool. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, like I said, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, today was Wednesday, June 8th, 2022 episode 81 of the Michael Mars show. I was joined by Devin Newberry beach volleyball athlete at UCLA first team, all pack 12. And uh, I'm your host of the show, Michael Mar, and I'll see everyone next week.